The Breakdown with Bethany is a mom.com podcast. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of The Breakdown with Bethany. I'm Bethany Braun Silva, and today my guest is Tara Clark. Tara is the founder and creator of the wildly successful community, Modern Mom Probs. We're going to be talking about all things social media, how Tara serves her audience over the last 10 years with incredible, funny content, and of course, you know, all the trials and tribulations that come with running a brand. You're definitely going to want to check this one out. So I, I got started on Instagram in 2016 and that's around the time that Canva came out. So I always joke that there was like a shiny new website, which is Canva. And obviously everyone knows and uses Canva now, but back in 2016, it was new. And so I was using that just as I was starting on Instagram and it all sort of like came up together. Did um the Instagram. So we'll, let's, we'll also do like a background on, on you. And I mean, I'm so impressed by your I mean, running, you know, you ran, you know, Nickelodeon socials, like, is that right? Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, we'll, we'll totally backtrack. So I've been in the social media world now for over 10 years. I worked in, I worked at Nickelodeon, um, started in 2007 and I worked underneath, I was the assistant to the head of digital. His name is Stephen Youngwood. Now he currently runs Sesame street. He's the CEO of Sesame street. Um, He's a wonderful person. And so uh, I worked as his assistant for several years. And then I wanted to break free from the assistant role. I was an EA. So I wanted to break free from being an executive assistant. And then I started on the digital marketing team and social media is rolled underneath that. And so during that time, I headed up Nick Jr. and Nick at Night properties. So not the Nickelodeon properties themselves, but Nick Jr., Nick and I. So I always like to tell the story of I was Dora the Explorer on Facebook. And my mom used to like run around and tell everybody like, oh, she's Dora, my daughter's Dora the Explorer. I was like, on Facebook, mommy, on Facebook, not like actually. So um, yeah, that was a great experience. But this was actually like even predating Instagram. Instagram existed because this was 2012, but we as Nickelodeon were not on it yet. So we primarily were on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, and remember so then, when there was only two platforms? Yes, and it was amazing. And like, I mean, that was like stressful enough as it was back then in 2012. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a different landscape now. And, and even, it's funny. So like I said, I also did Nick at Night. And we had a show that came on. It was called Hollywood Heights. I think that's what it was, Hollywood Heights. And I remember live tweeting during that show. And like, that used to be a thing. I feel like that doesn't yeah. even really happen anymore, but might come back with threads. Who knows? I know I'm loving threads because it's like full circle for me. That's why I love it. And I think when I complain about like, Oh, having to be a content creator, I'm really talking about video. Like yeah. I, I think video is so much work for such little return. And so when I saw that like threads came out, I jumped at it I could not wait to to be on threads again or just on threads period and I couldn't wait to be writing short quippy one-liners because that's how I got my start that's literally where it all came from so for that to come back around full circle made me so happy I think a lot of people are happy actually because the pressure to create video original video new video is it's a lot it's a lot to just like show up on camera you know it it, I I feel that 
fiercely like every day but I do much I wanted to talk because you know you created modern mom probs this is like sort of like the premier destination for moms in on social media who just like want to laugh and like feel like seen and all of that and I know you mentioned your background at you know with Nickelodeon Nick at Mm -hmm. night and Nick Jr but tell us how modern mom probs got started Sure. So as I mentioned, I was at Nickelodeon. My son was born at the end of 2012 and I decided to stay home with him full-time. Actually, full disclosure, I wanted to go part-time at Nickelodeon and they said it's all or nothing. And so I said, okay, then it's going to be nothing. And so I made a very hard decision to stay home with him full-time because living in New York City, there's a certain pressure that you feel to go back to work right away. Yes, I, li- I live in New York City. I know, so that's why I'm saying that to you. Like, I know you know. And so there was this pressure that I was like, well, of course, that's what I'm going to do. That's what we all do here. That's what all of my peers have done. That's just sort of the, the I thought, the expectation. And so it was a really challenging decision for me to say, you know what, the cost of childcare is through the roof. And I just decided um, financially, it really wasn't worth it. And I wanted to spend time with my my one and only child. So that's what I did. Okay. So then fast forward um, to t- early 2016. It was February of 2016. I had the idea of starting an Instagram account about parenting. And I remember distinctly telling my friends and family, I'm going to start an Instagram account about parenting and I'm going to monetize it. And they were like, what? What do you mean? And I was like, no, no, no. It's going to be a thing. They're like, that's not a thing. That like actually it isn't a thing. You're just like making that up. And I was like, no, I'm not making it up. It's a thing. I'm going to make it a thing. And so um, I launched NYC Mom Probs and I was talking about problems that are inherently New York City based. And and I know you'll appreciate this, Bethany, because it's like taking your stroller down the subway stairs or on the bus or getting into private like nursery school, like all the different craziness that we deal with um, in New York City as, as parents. And so I had an account sort of making fun of that. Actually, at the time, we were living in the Upper East Side, and there's the Upper East Side Moms Facebook group, and that is really what led me to want to start an account lampooning everything. I need, I need <laughs> to see these old, old, I probably followed you back then. It's not ringing a bell, obviously, because- But I it have was such go, a long time ago. I got to see these old ones, because I'm sure, I, I'm laughing right now, because yes, I grew up in New York City. When I was, I was working retail, very pregnant with my first. My first was also born in 2012. And I remember on the Upper East Side, I was working retail, and women would come in and be like, where's he going to preschool? I'm like, he's not out of my body yet. And they're like, oh, well, and they would give me the look like, all right. I was Look. like, but that's New York city is wild. It's wild here. I love that you had such a parallel experience. I know that this is a true story. We had signed my son up for daycare before he was born. Which is, but wild. you were right on track. And as far as New York city is concerned, I was behind, but you did it. Yeah. You're right on track. I did it. And so it happened to be across the street. We we were actually very lucky. We lived at the time, we were on 96th in Lexington. And there was a preschool across the street that I could literally see the front door from my apartment building. And so, uh, yeah, he went there for actually 18 months. So, I mean, I'm totally going off on a tangent now, but no. I was home for a while and he was still going to daycare. And then I got a job for a few months and I was like, you know what? This isn't for me. So I left that job. And so- that was the the story there. But yes, we had signed him up even before he was born. There you go. And so tell me, how did NYC mom probs turn into modern mom probs? 
excellent question. So <laughs> at the end of 2016, we moved to the suburbs and I had this existential crisis because I was like, I'm not an NYC mom now. And I had to think like, gosh, what, what is it? What am I going to do? And I knew I had to change the adjective. So I, I actually kept it for several months. I think I kept it. I can tell you exactly what it was. We moved in September and I changed it the following April of April, 2017. So I was, I was texting with my one friend, Angela, who runs an account called mommy wine time. It's a yeah. very funny account. Yeah, yeah. She actually never talks about drinking. That's what's kind of ironic about it too. It's like sort of an unfortunate name. Anyway, she and I were like throwing adjectives back and forth to each other. And she's like, how about this? And how about that? And how about that? And I was like, how about modern? And she's like, oh, I like it. And so then literally the next day, like flick of a switch, all of my stuff was changed. And then modern mom probs was born. And so, like I said, that was April of 2017. So depending on who asks, sometimes I say I got started in 2016. Yeah. And then sometimes I say I got started in 2017. Um, and the account just took off from there because when you have a regional thing like NYC mom probs, there's only a handful of people that are understanding the experience. When you say modern mom probs, everyone's like, yeah, I have that. Sure. I drive a minivan. Yeah. That's an issue. I have social media uh, addiction. Yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> you know, like all of a sudden everyone comes out of the woodwork being like, yes, I have modern mom problems too. Can you talk to me a little bit about the journey to monetize your social media? I mean, clearly it's so, it's like, now it's so commonplace, but back then it, it really wasn't. And so I know that you weren't working full-time at traditional nine to five, but this was obviously a job. So talk to us a little bit about that. Cause I know that's such a, it, it's, it, it's definitely not easy. I know that, but it's a nice option for moms, right? Like who maybe want to jump into that world. Yes. And, and that's really why I did it. Like I said, when I pitched this idea to my friends and family, they said, what are you talking about? Cause it was just the content creator industry or economy was not even set up. I mean, maybe it was at that point for YouTube, but not necessarily for Instagram. So um, how did I build it? I continued to build my audience. And as I built my audience, I attracted corporate clients who said we would love to work with you. And, and that's sort of how it happened. And luckily, obviously, there are all of the the mom bloggers, the parenting bloggers who came before me, who laid the roadwork for that. And so that was, that was sort of how it came about. So when people ask like, oh yeah, how do you monetize your business? The majority of it comes from corporate sponsorships. Got it. But you need the people there. So I'm sure you really had to cultivate that, like your voice and the engagement. I've, I mean, obviously exactly. I follow you and I see your engagement is already so, it's still, I mean, not already, it's still so high from what I can see. And, Thank and, you. I appreciate or, that. And, yeah. you know, I'm really hard on myself. And so I'm always like, no, it's not as good. Like, I want it here. But that's just because of my own personality and, and being a, a striver and sometimes not sitting for a second to pat myself on the back, you know. Um, we all do um, that. I know. We're, we're hard on ourselves. But I do want to talk to you a little bit about Modern Mom Probs and um one of the things I love and it's sort of within your mission statement is that you're sort of, you know, you want to like normalize taboo topics. And I think uh -huh. that's what I do too. Like, you know, that's sort of where my, the idea for my podcast was born. Like I want to talk about, you know, mental health and, and motherhood and like post, like this postpartum, I always say like postpartum really isn't like that six weeks. It's not six months. Like my kids are seven and 11 and I still feel like I'm in that postpartum period, right? Yes, like it's like, yes. we never go back to how things were, right? So no. what are some taboo topics that you still feel like need to be discussed more or stuff? You know, like what are, what are you out there trying to like destigmatize or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. 
when I got started on social media, very few people, and I never like to use the word never. So that's why I'm saying very few people were talking about miscarriage or infertility or infertility treatments. Um, before my son was born, we unfortunately struggled with all of those things. So I had uh, three miscarriages and then I had unexplained infertility and then we had IUI and I had never felt more alone in my life as I did back then. And yes, in uh, Facebook was there, but like people weren't talking about that kind of stuff on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, people were taking pictures of their sandwiches and their lattes and that kind of stuff, you know, or at, yeah. actually on Facebook, they were checking in at the gym. They're like, I'm at the movie right. theater, checking at the movie theater. That's what was going on in, you know, 2010 uh, Facebook. But um, when I started my account, I switched. Oh, at first, I was always laughing about very like tongue in cheek sort of third world problem. Uh, first, excuse me, first world problems for for modern mom problems. And then I switched over to be able to talk about those serious topics, the more taboo topics. Like I said, as uh, as I mentioned, infertility, miscarriage. Another one that we've is really catching um, a lot of momentum now is the mental load of motherhood. You know, my, my good friend, Libby Ward, who is, she has an account called diary of an honest mom. Absolutely. Like cracked open that entire conversation about that. Um, the mental load of motherhood and Eve Rodsky too. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with, I know. I feel like everybody knows we all know Eve. Um, and then she obviously cracked open that conversation as well. And so that's something that people, I feel like 10 years ago, we never would have spoken about and it's, and so now we talk about it so frequently yeah it's it's really interesting to me too because as a mother I was a mother 10 years ago struggling with this like the mental load but I couldn't even name it for myself like I wasn't even able to 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 label it to describe what I was feeling and then it took these these incredible women to kind of make it like I don't know a discussion for all of us to have. And now it's something that, yes, I talk about a lot. It's something that I still don't really think is fully understood either because I, I mean, like it's at, where's the change, right? Like, cause like, even I know we have to change within our own households, but like, we're still, I mean, if for, for most part, we're still, moms are still the default parent and it has to be like a conscious thing, like a, to, to make that change. Like I even talk with my own girlfriends, a lot of whom are welcoming newborns this year you know I was 11 years ahead of them but I they're sort of dealing with this stuff now and and I have it's not stuff has changed but like not that much has changed <laughs> right yes no I I agree 100 I love that you mentioned about putting words to it because I think that was the biggest thing for me is having a phrase something to call it something to call this sort of nebulous feeling that we all felt. And then if you could, you know, attach a phrase to it, the mental load of motherhood, you go, yeah, okay, that's it. That's, that's what we're all trying to work through right now. And so yeah. even for us, like, since there now is a phrase and we start talking about it and we have these conversations, I can say that even in my own family, I'm able to mention it to my husband. He and I talk about it more. He's, he sees more things than he otherwise may not have seen even a couple of years ago. And so it's, it's been incredibly helpful. And I hope that everyone continues to have these conversations on both a macro level and a micro level. Yeah. And, you know, you do have this extensive background in social media and I'm wondering what role does that sort of play into these kind of larger conversations? And then we also know we see a lot and we hear a lot about this, like mom shaming that happens and like, you know, with wh whether it's like 
breastfeeding, you know, co-sleeping, of course, we always want to be safe, but how, how do you, what do you, how would you describe the current landscape of social media in this mom parenting world? And if there, and also like, how would you, if there, if you could make any changes, like what would be the ideal for you? Right, right. I have such a love hate relationship with social media because one, I love it because I've been able to meet so many wonderful people all across the country, all across the world. I have wonderful conversations like this with you and and women, like I said, all over the world. And it has taught me so much and it, it has made my life better because I'm able to gleam these little gems from wonderful people like you and and my friends online. And, and so it has definitely enriched my life because of my network. So I'll say that that's my first thing. But then on the flip side, there's the darker side, like you said, of guilt and mom shaming and always feeling sort of performative. I feel like that to me is my least favorite thing of all things, which is why I hate the video so much, the video aspect of of social, because I feel like that's very performative and that's not me. It's just not who I am. And so that's another thing. And then as you mentioned, you know, there are these like third rails essentially of parenthood that one, as a content creator, you know that you really shouldn't mention or you can mention, but you know, you're going to get flack for it. That's the co-sleeping. It's the breastfeeding. It's the, you know, serving your kids certain foods. It's the bedtime. Sleep training is a big one. So there are certain hot button topics that I know that if I'm going to mention it, I'm going to hear an earful one way or the other alcohol obviously is is another big one um so yeah in even if you mention alcohol you know one way or the other you're just going to hear something about it so um yeah it's it's an interesting thing but for me i had experienced burnout for a while it was about a year ago that i said you know i don't i don't know where i fit in anymore because video was so popular right and mm-hmm. i was like that's not like really who I am. I don't want to be like dancing in front of the can in front of the camera. Like that's just not my it's not my bag. That's like, you know, on social they're always like, you have to be authentic. You have to be yourself. You have to be yourself. You're like, okay. And then you see everyone doing the same thing or you see everyone dancing the same dance and it's like, but that's not me. Like that's not me being authentic yeah. if I'm doing the same thing that everybody else is doing. So once I sort of like broke through that mentality and broke through that that thinking and I said, "No, like really be authentic and like act how you would act in a conversation like this. Like right now you're right. seeing hundred percent normal tower. This, this is, <laughs> this is me. And I could do that on podcasts, whether it's my podcast, your podcast, like whatever it is. And so I always say that I think that we could have a better conversation in 40 minutes than you can in a seven second reel. And, and I think that we could do more good for society and more real conversations in that amount of time. That's not to say that the people that are crushing it with the seven second reels aren't still crushing it. They absolutely are. And they're super talented and they're authentic to themselves. Right. And so I think that's what we need to keep in mind is like, be you, if you like threads and you like writing one-liners and quippy things, then by all means do that. If you are a fashion person and you know, you're really good with like affiliate links and you could like show a dress and everyone's going to want that dress, then yeah, do that. So I really think it's so hard when we get caught in the comparison trap, you're like, Oh, but look at the success of this one girl. I want to be doing what this one girl is doing. 
well, yeah, it's working for her because that's who she is and that's how she is. And you're, you should find success in who you are and what you do. I love that. Actually, I really think I needed to hear that because I'm sort of like, sometimes I do do that death scrolling, doom scrolling thing, like, like, oh gosh. And I'm like saving audio and I'm like, I should probably record this. But then yeah, when I get down to it and I'm like, this doesn't feel right. So I think that I, I love that, that you're saying that because we do have to find a way that works for us, right? Like we have to be our authentic selves or it's not going to work. And one thing I also wanted to ask you is because you've named some really, really incredible women out there on social media that are, you know, in your network and your community that are friends of yours. Mm -hmm. And I, and that has been a really vital part of my journey as well. So talk to us a little bit about community. How do you cultivate those friendships? How do you maintain them? I'm going to go on a limb and say, maybe you don't live near a lot of them. And it's like, these are like, you know, social media friendship, virtual friendships, if you will, but that doesn't mean they're any less important. So talk to us about cultivating friendships and community and how that served you. From the beginning, I have always said that Modern Mom Probs is not the Tara Clark show. It's not about me. I've never wanted it to be about me. I've wanted it to be about the topics. That's why the account is not, you know, Tara Clark problems. It's Modern Mom Problems, right? And so for me, I sort of have made a switch over the last maybe, let's say, two years or so to peel back the curtain and be more of a personality of like, this is Tara, not just Modern Mom Problems. Uh, And that's been hard for me personally, to quote my son, like it's a little cringe um, because it's easier for me to talk about topics or to showcase the topics. Um, But the community has always been the thing. So my point in saying that is I always share my friends. Uh, I've always been the biggest hype person for all of my friends. My, My one friend, Nikki Marie, she's also on Instagram and on TikTok. She called me the ultimate hype girl. I am the ultimate hype girl. I'm always pushing everyone out front and being like, no, you take the stage, you take the the limelight um, just because that's who I am. And so community right from the very start, from the very second that I started my account has always been tantamount to me. And, and my, we had a very, I had a very core group of friends when we first started the account back in 2016 women lived all over the country in fact all over the world because one of them was in the Netherlands and we were best friends we were on our chat DMing all day every day for like years and so these are some of my absolute best friends and and a lot of other names like like um you said that I I know people like Libby is a really good friend of mine in fact um I've met her several times in person one of which she had an Airbnb and she invited me and a few other friends up yeah it was great in February um we were there actually for Valentine's Day in the Super Bowl this year um so we just hung out and we created content and we relaxed and it was it was wonderful and so yeah although we don't always get to see each other in person when we do it's just like so much more meaningful and special I love that it sounds like you know like really I hate to sound corny but it does kind of sound magical like when you get together with those girlfriends and you're all sort of aligned like professionally and personally it really it's so important I I say this all the time I would be nowhere without my uh personal and professional like network. So I, I love that. It, it's, it's really is important. Yeah. All right, Tara, last question. Um, if someone's coming to modern mom yeah. problems, whether they're um, on Instagram or the podcast or even your, your book, like, what are you hoping, who is it for? And like, what are you hoping they take away from it? It is for, I like to say millennial moms, but now like there's Gen Z moms too. Right. So I can't just be like, Oh, it's only millennial moms. Cause that's not fair. Um, it is for, any modern mom who wants to feel 
recognized and realize that she's not alone. And whether that's from a, you know, humor standpoint, or whether that's from a more serious standpoint of the conversations that we do have, um, like I mentioned before, um, I just want people to feel like they're not the only one going through that experience, whether it's that their kid, you know, doesn't want to put on their shoes and they're taking too long and now you're going to be late to school or that you unfortunately just had a miscarriage and you think, God, I'm the only person that this has ever happened to. Uh, I just want people to know that they're not alone. And I'm so grateful that they're like in the community and that they're welcomed in the community. And I think it's super important too. I, I always say this also is like, I don't like to make jokes on the backs of other people. Some content creators will make jokes of like this kind of mom and that kind of mom. And it's like, no, like that's, that's not cool. I, I don't, I, they could do that for themselves, but you know, in, in this community, I don't like to, to ever make jokes on the backs of other people in the way that they parent, because all of us parent differently and all of us have different lived experiences and we need to respect that. I love it. I just, I adore you. <laughs> You're saying all the right things. All right, tell, tell everybody where they can find you or, you know, find the account. Give us all the information. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So on Instagram and actually every social media, it's uh, Modern Mom Probs and uh, modernmomprobs.com. Uh, what else? Listen to the podcast. It's on Apple, Spotify, you know, all the places, Modern Mom Probs. I'm big into branding, right? So like anything is going to be Modern Mom it's Probs. It's got to be across the board across there. The board. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for your time. This is such an amazing conversation. Thank you for having me. 